If you can't see him, is he really there? Welcome to episode 44 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Invisible Man. question what hmm. is malware um i don't know is it good it's or bad, bad? <laughs> mal is bad in french so yeah ah, good one. like a like a maladroit i see <laughs> um it's basically it's not a virus but it's similar to a virus it's more like a virus that has a specific intent to attack uh like and get your information rather than just fuck up your computer in general, you know? Oh, so it's one of those like it's phishing like, links. Um, yeah, a phishing link isn't malware because it's not software. It's just an email that takes you to some place and, you know, tricks you. Malware okay. would be some, something that's installed on your computer, but for the same purposes to try to steal your data. Or there's, I'm sure you've, you may have heard of like, uh, there's a lot of problems like happens every once in a while. There's like these waves of what they call ransomware which is like um, a type of malware where it like takes over your computer and makes you like transfer money or yeah, even it's like, fucking Bitcoin. I've got Bitcoin. a picture of you masturbating, and I'm going to put it on the internet unless you send me a million. Unless yeah. you send it me Bitcoin. It happens on the stuff like Blue Bloods yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, I've that's got a ransomware. Picture of you masturbating. Usually they <laughs> just like steal their IDs and ransom their IDs back. But yeah, no, no. Yeah. Often it is. Often <laughs> usually, I mean, usually it's not specific because it's not a person like looking through their folders. It's just like we have your everything and uh they often play the numbers game they're like we have your nudes even though they don't actually look at everybody's computer that they uh infect you know it's just right. like there's probably gonna be nudes i did i know we're talking about invisible man today but i did go to a double feature last night of the way back and onward and i must say it was a powerful evening what is the way back that's the new affleck Oh fuck! Oh my god! I gotta go see that today. Yeah. What's the other one? What was the other one you watched? It's an animated film called, called Onward. Onward. Shit, that's out. Wayback is out. Oh yeah. Oh my god. A fleck. He's a... so raw and so burly. He's. Ex- I mean, he's he done been burly. Let's be <laughs> let's be clear, right? I mean, it's not like it, that's a new thing. No, but it was working. Oh, I see. It was working on you. It's working. <laughs> it was working. How do you feel? I felt positive. I can't speak to it, but I felt like the basketball stuff was accurate. I'm sorry, you felt that the basketball was accurate? No, like the way they spoke about it. How did they speak about it? Like just the way he was like Accurately. instructing them. He's their coach. Yeah. And, like, the it's plays like, that go wrong, that he was like, you should have done that. It felt realistic you to me, even though I don't know. The ball. <laughs> you missed. You should have like, thought uh, that better. You should have t- shoot one free three-pointer <laughs> shot of the basketball. You'll tell me if the basketball was good or not. Shot well, clock. But, but you can feel it. You've watched enough, Sam. You've watched enough sports movies to know when You'd it feels feeling. right. It felt, it when felt the, real when the ball right. talk feels right. Yeah. <laughs> or you could go on a cruise like with 98 degrees or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. An RB cruise. <laughs> sensual. A sensual RB cruise. I totally would, except those are the people that I don't want to socialize with. Are you sure? I are have, you sure? Yeah, because I have, and I don't want to do it again. What are those types of people? What do you. Like the fanatics, the blockheads. What? What are blockheads? And the new kids on the block fans yeah, are referred to as blockheads. The, yes. Do you not know Samantha Herman? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I was almost recruited into don't the remember ranks. Her, yeah, don't you remember her, uh, like, pseudo-kidnapping stories? <laughs> no. Maybe we can okay. make a special episode out of it. <laughs> Get spoiled. 
New okay. Kids on the Block fandom edition. Long story short, I went to the American Music Awards with them because it was the first time that NKOT BSB was debuting. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, it was a glorious performance. But what I didn't realize when I agreed to this was that they were from all over the country as traveling blockheads, just like deadheads. Again, it's the New Kids and the Backstreet Boys at the same time. I understand their passion. <laughs> Some people call it the time. singularity. <laughs> <laughs> when do, when do, do we have to get this show on the road? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to do a, I just wanted to check, but I was going to do some sort of segue that involved uh, Elizabeth Moss being a Scientologist. And speaking of cults, uh, yeah. Scientology. Well, you did it. You just did it. Yeah, I kind of did it, nice. but I, I explained it instead of doing it. Is that better or worse? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'll see how it plays in the edit room. Yeah. Maybe you could cut it together so it seems like I did a better job of it. No, I think it's funnier to make you look even more... Inept? Inept at this commentary. Yeah. I mean, I really set you up for that, so there's not a lot of work to be done. I think it's going to play, Chris. I think you acknowledged you were doing a transition, but you still controlled the transition, and uh, you got us there. I think it's I think it's going to play. Yeah, it had its own artistry. So Elizabeth Moss plays a woman named <laughs> Cecilia. <laughs> she plays what? A woman named Ophelia? Cecilia. And I've had, uh-huh. since I prepared that damn song, the Simon and Gar- Garfunkel song, stuck in my head all morning. Mm, it's catchy. It is a good song. I do enjoy that song. It is good, but like I've had enough. It's been all day, all morning. Um, it's jaunty. Should we should we call her Elizabeth Moss or would, or are you okay with Cecilia? Because yeah, it's we're probably going to start saying it at some point. What do you prefer? I mean, I'm already earworm, so it makes no difference. Let's I roll with it. Fine, Cecilia, it's, it is. Uh, well, we've literally never been consistent about these kind of things. We're going to end up calling her eight different variations of. Yeah. You know, at the end, her name is going to be Lizzie Elizabeth Moss Cecilia Scientology. Peggy Olson. <laughs> yeah, Peggy Olson, um, Scarlet Letter, or whatever. That's the Handmaid's Tale. That's that's the one I meant. Anyway, so uh, Cecilia, yeah, so, you're breaking my heart. So I'm she begging. wakes up in the middle of the night. It's a beachfront, high tech, like full of gadget, very sleek, very modern mansion, uh, isolated on the beach, and. She finds a bottle of pills under the mattress, and I can't remember what medication it was for. What's the, uh, like, an anti-anxiety medication? Prozac. Not that. Something like that. It'll come to me. So she finds S- that. Lexapro. No. Be- Benzies? Benzos. Benzos? <laughs> Benzies. <laughs> Mercedes Benzies. Anxiety drugs. Just doing a light Google. Should have prepared. Xanax? Zan, Zannies. Zanbars? Zannies? Zanzibar. Zanzibar? Zambos. <laughs> uh, I think like in the Valium family. That feels right. Valium. Valium. That's old school, so, I feel Val- like. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just stick with that. <laughs> that sounds it, dirty. It's, it's not that, but something like that. So she finds the pills under her mattress, and she quietly steps around the bed to a sleeping man, yells his name, Adrian, to make sure he's asleep, which she is, the implication being that she has drugged him. She yells his name. Not yell, but, like, calls it loud enough to rouse him. He does not Uh rouse. So she tiptoes through the mansion. We see the house. It's clean lines, very up-to-date, but foreboding because it's in the middle of nowhere and huge and, like, all windows. So it's in the middle of nowhere. There's been establishing exterior shots or whatever? Not like the middle of nowhere, but like on the beach with no close neighbors. I see. So you're not in the city. Not And it's on the beach. Yeah. And it's on like a lake beach or an ocean beach? Ocean beach. We will later learn that it's in the NorCal area. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Big Little Eyes area. And And I assume this is present day. Present day. And so she goes down into the basement. It's full of tech equipment. It's basically like his lab. There's gadgets and testing things and bodysuits and cameras and just experimental machinery things. That's his domain. And also in that space is all the security stuff. So she disables the alarm for the house itself and all the security cameras in all the rooms except for the bedroom. Because she saw that link to her phone. So she keeps going. She's watching him in the bedroom wow. on, on the phone to make sure he doesn't wake up. 
You can sense there's a lot of anxiety in her, a lot of fear in her to get away. She's finally out of the house, and she sees the dog, Zeus, leashed up, and he starts barking because he sees that she's leaving, and she doesn't want him to be noisy, but she also doesn't want to leave him there. She's like, I can't leave you with this monster. So she starts unleashing him, and then he kicks one of the cars that's in the garage, which turns turns on that alarm, the car alarm, which starts blasting. What kind of dog was Zeus? Like a Rottweiler type, an aggressive dog. Mm-hmm. So, so, but so it seems like she really knows her way around this house and knows how to do, how to like disable all the tech stuff. Like she, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. It seems like she's been there for some time. Okay. She lives there. Oh, um, she lives there. All right. Well, that was what I was trying to figure out. We learned yeah. this. Yeah. And she does. And it seems like she does. Uh, car alarm goes off. That was a very tense opening scene. I was on the edge of my seat. You really God got damn. right into it. There's, a, there's, yeah, song. they drop you right in it. By the way, she drugs him with diazepam. It says on the Wikipedia page. Okay, but I, that is a Valium, I think. You might be right. All right, I was uh, in the zone. It is. You're right. That diazepam is the chemical name, but Valium is the commercial name. Samantha Herman. Boner. Ten points. A boner. Wow, <laughs> wow. druggies, drug, drug, drug guys over here. Listen to you. <laughs> Um, wow, this is an educational episode. Uh, okay, yeah, so already, she's, got, she's got the dog because she's, you know, she's not made of stone. She's got he, the dog. The dog runs off away from well, her. The dog, ah, because it gets spooked by the car alarm. spooked. She runs to the street. She's frantically waiting. She's like, where are you? Where are you, Emily? Finally, a car pulls up. Her sister, Emily, is in the car. So they've had this arrangement, but the sister is very out of the know. She's like, what's going on? What do you need me here for? Like, what's happening? She's like, just go, just go. And... She gets in the car, and then Adrian, that's the name of the man, comes running through the woods, like cruise level running through the woods, smashes Emily's front window with his hand. Oh, wow. oh no, no, Cecilia's front window, and starts like grasping at her. His hand's all bloodied. They finally get the car going and speed off, but in that incident, Cecilia drops the pill bottle, which he picks up, and it gets all bloodied from his bloody hand. Ah, and he smashes the her, the passenger side window to try to get her while they're trying to drive away. Yep, with with his one hand smash, one punch with his bare hand. This, this guy's like T one thousand, just not a robot. Yeah. And and he's been drugged with Valium, and he still does that. Yeah. The heart wants what the heart wants. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Um. Yes. So so Cecilia gets away. Adrian knows what's up because of the. The pill bottle. Yeah. And uh, he's left bloodied and alone on the street, and I'm sure he's not pleased. He is not. So Emily takes Cecilia to... Now, this part was the only part of basically the whole movie that confused me. I'm like, who, who? What's happening? Who is this guy? But this man named James, played by Aldous Hodge from Hidden Figures, who lives with his teen daughter, played by Storm Reed, take her in. Okay, so they swing by... Uh... Aldous Hodge and Storm Reed's house. Yeah, and so at first I thought he was the sister's boyfriend, but he is okay. not. So I'm unclear of how they know him or what the relationship is, but he's a single dad and a cop, and he takes Cecilia in. Did they drive far to get to him? No. Was it pretty nearby? Seemed nearby. Okay. Right. Like, still in the NorCal area, and... She confides in both of them that, because the sister's like, how did I not know that you were in an abusive relationship? Like, are you free to open up? And she doesn't go into all the details, but she's like, first he started controlling me, kind of like my wardrobe and what I ate and eventually what I thought. And it became like all consuming and everything I did was under his control and under his fingers and he wanted to have a baby and so I started taking placebo birth control to stave it off but I knew that could only last so long and I started making up this plan to escape and he was hitting me and she doesn't go into the details of it but like there was physical and mental abuse so sorry a couple things placebo birth control it's the other way around. I she it was all taking wrong. on the DL she was taking on the birth DL control I imagine. Yes. Right. Okay. So oh, that, DL that was birth one control. thing. DL birth control. So, so sorry. DLBC. Was 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 he? I got uh, all turned around. Constable my, my Aldous Hodge. Yes. Was was he expecting them, or did they just show up at his house? He seemed to be expecting them, with short notice. So short notice to the sister, come get me. Short notice to him, um, Cecilia's in trouble, or I'm in trouble. I'm Cecilia. 
yeah. we're coming over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the, the, she had to explain all that stuff because neither of them really knew what was going on. Yes. And, and so, I, I assume then she's also not really been in touch with either of them recently. Correct. Yeah, which is part of why I don't know how she knows him at all. Maybe just old friends or something. Maybe. I mean, I mean, it is conceivable that if, like, if you probably only know one cop if you know any cop, right? So you just, like, go to the cop that you know. Yeah, but, I mean, he very easily took her in. So she's there. She's camped out with them. Tells the sister not to come by because Adrian knows the sister and could follow the sister. Um, and, and Sorry, one, one last thing. Aldous Hodge is a single dad. Yeah. Storm Reed. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We never learn what happened to the mother. It's yeah. non-relevant. Um, yep. So Cecilia has PTSD and she's afraid to even go to the mailbox, but he's like very encouraging. You made it, you know, halfway down the steps. Like today is a good day. You're making progress. It's fine. Oh, so she's staying with him. Staying with him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fully staying with him. Then cuts to two weeks later with graphics. And Emily shows up and Cecilia goes mental on her and says, I told you not to ever come here. You promised me. You know he can track you. And she starts like wailing and wailing at her. And Emily says, calm down. He's never going to come and find you. Look at this. And she holds up uh, on her phone a death announcement article about the leading expert in optics killing himself, which was Adrian. Optics. Yep. Optics. Optics. The leading expert. Yeah. Computer optics. Yep. And that's what all his gear was in the basement that we saw earlier. Cameras. Cameras. Yeah. Drones, GoPros. All that noise. GoPros, yeah. Augmented reality, virtual reality. (laughs) Virtual insanity. (laughs) Um, Okay, so he be dead. He be dead. Allegedly. But Cecilia is very skeptical, though relieved. But she's skeptical right away. She's like, he faked it. Not that he faked it, but just that he wouldn't—he wasn't the type for suicide. Right. Okay. Oh, but it said he suicided. Said suicide. It didn't say. It does. It didn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says suicide. So she doesn't buy that he was overcome with grief or whatever, and I'm sure the whatever article she had didn't give more details other than he suicided. Exactly. She's like, he's just—that's not his way. He's so controlling. Did it say whether they found his body? They don't say yet, but the sisters go to see Tom, Adrian's brother, about the will. So they were not married, Adrian and Cecilia. So there was not a like, default inheritance for her. Mm-hmm. But he left her a letter behind. So this was an immediate thing. Like, it must have been very new. And Tom, the brother, starts reading aloud the letter saying, I know that you were dissatisfied in the relationship, but I wish you would have just started to come to me instead of fleeing. So this letter was created in that two week gap and the sister shuts it down and says, we don't need to listen to this. We came here to get information, but you can email me that letter. Like we don't have to suffer through listening to this. Where are they doing this uh, meeting at the brother's office? And, and, and does Cecilia know Tom, the brother from before? Yeah. She knows the brother from before mm-hmm. him. He and Adrian worked at the same tech company that Adrian and, was the head of, but she doesn't seem to be afraid of the brother or, Whatever. He's just, like, the brother. Like, she knows him. They're they're cool. Like, he's not... He's not a seemingly terrible person or anything. Neutral. All right. But I guess he's kind of broken up because his brother killed himself. I mean, he doesn't show a lot of emotion, but she says, like, I don't really believe that he would do it. And he says, I saw the body myself. And he shows her a picture of... You couldn't really see because it was a distant photo, but there was definitely blood. So it looked like maybe a wrist slashing thing wow low tech yeah and he says and that's him right there in that urn so she's freaked out by his presence he has Mm -hmm. the urn of his dead brother's ashes in his office yeah so he's professional and so tom tells cecilia that adrian left her five million dollars and it'll be partial portioned out in stages into a trust and it'll keep coming until it gets to the 5 million on condition that she never breaches the morality clause, which is no arrest, no bad behavior, nothing of that sort. That is a bizarre way to leave someone money. Yep. Like I would not leave you money, but if you get arrested, you don't get it. What? 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 That makes no sense to me, but okay. Is that real, Sam? Is that in trusts or inheritance 
things? I mean, you, you know? can you can do the like portioning out in stages, but I have I guess you could put that in. I haven't heard that as a common thing. Would it maybe I mean, be can't like, you make any kind of clause you want? Like yeah, if as long as it's you know, not like too restrictive. I guess like maybe you would you do make it... a clause like uh, every year you have to like make a video of yourself and post it on YouTube like doing a backflip and that could be a clause and if you don't fulfill that and you don't get the inheritance yeah but like they don't want like the long arm of the grave is a thing that courts like to avoid so they don't like the dead person to be that controlling so they couldn't say like you can never like go to that restaurant again or marry again or anything certain things would be defaulted did you just come up with that term or is that a term it's a real term so I imagine the morality, morality clause doesn't actually pay play much of a role here. Well, in this in this film. Well, we I shall see. And by well, you mean incorrect. <laughs> so she's happy about the money, but still doesn't have her feet on the ground to move out. So she's still living with James and the teen, and she excitedly tells the teen girl that she's opened a college fund for her because the teen dreams of going to Parsons fashion design school and she says every month that i get you'll get you know i'll put a portion of my portion into this fund here you go i'll put ten thousand dollars in it every month what a house guest yeah nice what does uh did cecilia have a career of her own she did oh she didn't during the dating period i think Mm -hmm. because he was so controlling that she just became his you know on his arm but we'll learn what she did but um she was an architect ah so it sounds like even if she didn't get the inheritance, she could, uh, you know, get, get back into the game. Together. Well, yeah. we're going to get to all of it. So strange things start happening with gradually escalating magnitude. So the first small thing is she's frying eggs and steps away to talk to the kid. And while she's away, the gas burner goes way up and starts a fire. And she laughs it off just due to, you know, unfamiliarity with the kitchen and incompetence. This is at James's house. At James's house. And while she's unpacking new clothes that she's bought with the big money, she senses a presence, but, like, nothing happens, but, like, her hackles are up. Then, like, she turns know, around and she's like, hello? Yeah, exactly. Hello. Is anyone here? Yeah. Hello? That kind of thing. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Someone was there. <laughs> so this part was weird, too. She's sharing a bed with the kid? Yep, uh, that's weird. It sounds like she's sort of in the anti kind of role to the daughter whose name is what but I don't know still, what her name is. Storm. They got, they Storm got a couch. Storm. They got a couch. Yeah, but you can't she's sleep on the couch on the child. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe if they've always been close, how old's the, the, the daughter? She seems she's 16, like a teenager. 17. I mean put the kid on the couch then. Give Moss the bed. Yeah, I guess she was in okay. an abusive relationship. It's crazy that there's maybe she uh, maybe she doesn't want to sleep alone because she's too scared, and the the daughter idolizes her and is like, "Oh, you can spunk with me. It's fine." Well, they Ooh, don't that's... show any of that, and I certainly wouldn't have felt that way as a teen girl so myself. You find it inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like Chris's well, read. I like your read, Chris. I'm gonna noted. I feel like they're that. closer than we all realize. Like she's <laughs> maybe she does she call her Aunt Cecilia? No, but they do seem close. Like they know each other. Yeah. Don't be so intolerant well in any case they're sharing the bed and then the bedding is flung off abruptly only cecilia wakes up and at first she gets spooked by what seems to be a body but then she realizes it's just the dress form because the kid's an aspiring designer so you know like the thing that you would model Uh, clothes on oh yeah so it's just that but then she tries to pick up the bedding but it is stuck to the ground mysteriously like it's being held and then she sees what appears to be footsteps in the sheets, like walking towards her. And... Yeah, because there's an invisible man there. It's an invisible man. <laughs> Optics. So she screams for James. He comes, but of course sees nothing. She's James, getting there's suspicious. an invisible man in here. Yeah, she's getting suspicious. Like, she's right on the money. She's like, something's up with Adrian. Then she, she goes for a job interview. He faked his death and turned himself invisible. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, we all get it. Yeah. I don't know why James can't see it. <laughs> because he literally can't see it. But he can that's feel a, it. That's what a small town cop gets to, you know? They need a big city cop who's worked invisible man cases before. They need Rosie Perez. 
Yes. <laughs> Rosie would <laughs> Rosie would walk in and be like, oh, it would already be solved. Uh, so she goes for a job interview for an architecture position, and so that's what she trained in but has not been doing for a while. She's very nervous, but the interviewer seems receptive, and he says, can I see your work? And she opens her portfolio, which is mysteriously empty, even though she knows that she prepared and had it all ready to go. She's oh, like blank paper in there. That There's is nothing embarrassing. There. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Hmm. So she's flummoxed. She's like, I'm certain I packed. He's like, it's fine. Just email it. You know, he's very nice about it. She stands up and faints. Ooh. And later, James joins her at the doctor, and she's getting more frantic. And she now she's just leaning into her theory. She's like, Adrian is doing this. He's leading guy in optics. He faked his death. He's an invisible <laughs> man. Like, this is yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you understand? And the doctor says, no, you're just suffering PTSD. It's like phantom fear. And I'd be like, bro, I tried to pull a blanket off the floor, <laughs> and it wouldn't come off the floor. Because that ever happened? An invisible man was standing on it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the only option here. Doctor. It's almost like she's doing your job, Sam. She's spoiling the story. I you know. know. She's really yeah. on the money. But her she's audience, in the story. But her audience are idiots, and they're like, Dee. she can't even yeah. get them to understand the story she's trying to tell them. Yeah, they won't Whereas let her we weave are the tapestry. Yeah, that's how Sam must feel when she's trying to explain these things to us. <laughs> and we're like, Dee. She goes to see Tom, the brother, and says, I know Adrian's doing this. Tell him to stop. And he is stunned by this and it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I showed you the urn. Uh, I'm as troubled by this as you are. And I empathize with you. He abused me too. I was under his thumb and I hated him. So we relate in that way. But I don't know what you're talking about. He's dead and we're both free to move on. Yeah, because so really I showed you the urn. I showed, I showed you, the you urn, but I also said I saw the body and I showed you a photo. Yeah, so it's not, it's it seems like he believes that he saw the body then. He's not just covering. Well, there's a lot going on. All so right. Next All right. she goes to visit Shut Emily, up, the sister, and the sister is in quite a mood and says, I don't know how you think you have the nerve to show up here after what you said to me. You clearly hate me and don't want my help. Uh, so get out of my face, basically. Cecilia has no idea what's happening she goes home and finds a sent email from herself that she never sent to emily saying that she's clingy and like you're smothering me i don't want you in my life i wish you had died instead whoa oh whoa she needs to download some malware software to her computer (laughs) yeah malware bites that sucks that sucks and the sister won't listen to reason, won't believe her protestations that she never sent it. Then, it's just one hit after the next. Then the doctor calls her, the doctor that tended to her after her faint, and says, you had a high percent of Valium in your system. Um, like, do you think we should discuss you having an issue with that? She's like, Valium? I haven't been taking Valium at all. She has no idea. Hangs up, and then she finds the bloody pill bottle on her desk. Yeah. That the invisible Whoa. man left yeah. for her to see. So he did. He drugged her with yeah. the same drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't notice. No. It seemed like it was like high volume that day, not like over time. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, now she's totally convinced. She's like, he's an optics expert. Why won't anyone take this seriously? Like, there are things happening. Where did I get this pill bottle from? I lost it when I escaped. And just, no one will listen. They just think it's the ravings of a PTSD troubled young woman. So literally no one's listening to her. Not even is there is there like is the daughter like is does she have someone who's like kind of on her side? No one's on her it's side. So then she's hanging out with the daughter and not in regards to this, just regular hanging out and the daughter gets struck in the face and from the position where the hand that struck her would have been, it seems like it came right from Cecilia even though she didn't hit her. Mm. And the teen freaks out, just punches her in the face. Yeah, like back slaps her, backhands her. A backhand, of course. Um, this invisible man. What a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> Seriously. A dick. There's better ways to spend your time, buddy. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but what a dick. <laughs> what a dick. It's a bad um, teen girl. 
I would have thought that there would be one person. It's like seems like a classic movie thing to do to have like one person kind of like listening to her and being like, yeah, I don't like well, that is really weird. But that person sort of being ignored by everyone, too. Yeah, she's got nobody. Nobody. Which heightens the tension a little bit more. It makes it if she had one person that would listen to her, it would make her. We would Usually it's a person who's person. powerless and who's not listened to themselves, right? It, right. She's yeah. not getting anyone to validate her to the extent that maybe she is crazy. So she's obviously not been able to move on with her life at all now that all this shit is happening. No way. Not at all. But so, like, these things, like the interview, the drugging, the sister, the backhand, that all happens over, like, one or two days. So things are tightening up in the time frame of the movie. She and is uh, James, yeah, is James uh, like, getting sick of having her around then? So James arrives back home, and the kid is freaking out. It's, like, right after right, the obviously. slapping, and he totally takes the kid's side, of course. And Celia's yeah. like, no, I would never, I would never hit her. You can't imagine that of me. It's Adrian. Like, you have to see that it must be true. I would never hit her. But the kid thinks she did it. James thinks she did it. And he's like, I, I did not hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I did I not. Did not. I did that. I did not. It was an invisible man. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Oh, I'm Mark. Oh, it would have been so good if that happened in this movie. He (laughs) says, I have to take my daughter's side on this one, and I'm going to take... This part was weird, too. He's like, I'm taking her away. Is this kind of late in the evening? He's like, I'm taking her away for the night, and you better be gone when I get back. But it's, like, night. Late night. So I don't know where they go, but they're gone for a long time. I guess they sleep elsewhere. No explanation. They go to his mom's place or something. I guess. They need their own house. So now Cecilia's alone in in Aldous Hodge's house. Yes. And she doesn't leave right away. Now she's completely convinced that he's there. And she's tearing the house apart looking for clues. Like, clearly there's a presence around her, same as there's been all along. But she's not finding anything. Finally, she dials his phone number and it goes to his machine. But there's a vibration um, somewhere in the house and she tracks it up to the attic, you know, the style with the drop downstairs. Mm-hmm. Classic movie attic. I've almost never seen that in real life or I've, maybe actually never. I don't think I've ever seen that in real life. I have maybe I've in like a farmhouse, but not like a residential, like suburban house. But no. if you have that kind of an attic, it's guaranteed to I'd be dangerous. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And spooky. Because spooky for sure. Happen. But also like invisible, yeah. Invisible something. All right, so um, she's like, I'm definitely going up there. What yeah. an idiot. No, she needs to. There's so Hasn't many she ways. seen a movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> there's so many ways to get rid of the invisible man. Like, you just need to do something that only you can do. Get on a bicycle and start riding your bicycle. How's he going to fucking catch you? Like, come on, you idiot. Go somewhere where only you can fit. Like, there's lots of ways to do this. Well, she don't. She goes right up and she finds her real portfolio. Like, he's basically done this on purpose to lure her there to like sure, reveal he's that he's setting a trap screwing her not even a trap just kind of like a fuck you like yeah i am doing this but he's for... also got her cornered now yeah or... sort of this it, it, okay the way things play out is strange so she finds her portfolio she sees his phone she sees photos of her and the kids sleeping and then a text comes in that just says surprise then no i'm not i'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no surprise his phone here. is still in service yeah a, he's deceased Who's paying that bill? Right. Oh, you, phone companies, they'll still charge you. You want to talk about the arm beyond the grave or whatever that phrase was? Long what arm is the of the grave. Again? Long arm of the grave, yeah. The grave in this case is the arm. No, wait. The phone company is the arm and the grave is greed? I don't know. <laughs> Verizon. Something. It's all Verizon. We'll work yeah, it. That's capitalism, is my point. Yeah. Capitalism. Bernie made. Bernie I'll allow it. So then she finds a paint can in the attic and she hurls it, not the can itself, but hurls the paint down the attic stairs. And so a part of his form is kind of filled in. So now she's confirmed like, oh, like there is is. something tangible there. Now he's just a visible man. Yeah, except that he runs off and somehow like shakes it all off immediately. Nope. Yep. Don't know how that happened. (laughs) Can't do that with paint. You ever spilled paint on you? Yeah, it'll be there for maybe days. He, maybe he took off his pants and shoes while he was running. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So she runs off. She's hightailing it down the street. It's caught on security camera from, like, regular house security. So it just looks like she's deranged, screaming, because you know, there's no one else there. Allegedly. 
my feeling was that I'm not an expert here, but my feeling was that there was something happened to the person's physical body that made them invisible. But since this is an optics guy, I was like, well, wait, if he had pants and shoes on, those would be visible. But it sounds like he's doing more of like a predator type deal, like teching himself right. out of visibility so that also he could have clothes on. Yeah, I was wondering the exact same thing. And I guess now is the science portion of the. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll put on my yeah. lab coat. So, Samantha, are you able to explain that now, or should that come later? It should come detect? later, but soon. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. So oh, she... Lab coat's off. Lab coat's off. For a moment. <laughs> like, really soon. So she calls okay. a lift, gets into the car, goes to her old house, his, Adrian's old house. The beachfront. So, yeah, the beachfront house. So it's not that far. It's, like, liftable away. Um, and somehow he... It seems like... I thought he was going to be in the car next to her. It just felt like there was that creepy tone, like she was going to turn and he was going to grip her wrist or something. That doesn't happen. But that was the sensation that I had. That he was in the car with her. Yeah, it does not happen. Or at least he doesn't act on it. Um, So she's poking around his tech lair and she finds this like part of the lab that it's basically like a shower sized glass enclosure. Mm -hmm. And it's got like a few... Kind of looks like the prep of getting into a green screen apparatus, maybe. And there's a little screen on the side of this, I'll call it shower. She presses the button, but then steps into the corner. So she's not in like the green screen orb area. And a suit just appears, just manifests. So this is the tech. This is the tech. So I guess if she was standing in the area that was like marked out, she would be in suited. But she's standing too far off from it so it just suits over like a mannequin basically yeah it's just like it's like batman's uh bat suit just hanging there yeah so it just appears and it's multiple mini cameras that all like move with the body and um project what it captures yep creating it's that it's that predator shit it's that predator shit, but without the blurriness, just pure. Like 4K. Yeah, because it's 2020, 4K. not 1980, whatever. It's a 4K predator suit. I talked about this earlier in the week when we were talking about this movie on WhatsApp, and like, shouldn't we have this by now? Doesn't this exist? Like, this, this doesn't seem. This suit? Yeah. Why doesn't this. Why don't we just have this? Uh, there's like. I've seen some. Like articles randomly about like military stuff where they're working on similar kind of stuff. I have a feeling it would be like close to possible, but hard to, to execute like seamlessly and also like just incredibly expensive, like just massively expensive. Yeah. I guess the process and, and to not all that much benefit for the a cost, you know, like what are you actually going to do with this? You're going to torture mentally torture Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> I guess. Is that a profitable enterprise? I mean, I guess this movie's made quite a bit of money. Yeah, it's number um, one. Number one hit. You'd need, like, a massive battery pack to power all that crap. I had a lot of that? questions about the suit, which I'll come to soon. Okay. Seems very uncomfortable. Use of the suit. Does, it look, yeah. does, it look, does it look like you can move around in it? It's like, is it huge? Or is it, like, just like a techie-looking No, it looks, like, suit? sleek. Like, yeah, like a bodysuit. Like a wetsuit but with the head and part. i assume it has a head like yeah. a head like a face covering also yeah hmm. like balaclava yeah or maybe so, even a visor no it's just a full it's like zips down from the back of the head hmm. so she okay. zips it off the mannequin thing starts running off but she doesn't take it with her she just kind of flings it, gets back in the lift, which she had waiting for her, calls the sister Emily and says, I know you hate me, but I've got proof. I'm begging you, come and meet me. And if you aren't going to come, tell me because I need to find someone else. The sister agrees. So they meet at this trendy and loud restaurant because I guess that's somewhat more safe than in private. Sorry, a trendy what restaurant? Loud. Trendy and loud. Trendy and loud. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Emily, the sister, is very rude to the waiter, very unnecessarily. I didn't care what for is, that. I don't like that either. Like, the guy's hovering a little bit, and he's like, do you need more time? And he's like, yeah, we need lots more time. Like, Kyle. She's just really bitchy, and he's not doing oh. anything but his job. Oh, it See, is. See, if you were on a date with her, that would be the moment where you'd be like, ah, Major I think there's going to be another date. Major. Oh. oh. I hate that. It's unnecessary. Emily. Mm-hmm. Emily's a... You know what Emily is. I don't need to say it. A, a, a dick. <laughs> yeah. A real dickhead. She and Adrian, with Adrian. The, yeah, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, they should get together. Am I right? 
Totally. They're so both. They're both rude people. <laughs> Maybe she can take the invisible suit, and they can just go and be invisible together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Have a good life. It almost Dicks. happens that way, but not quite, because Cecilia starts explaining what she found in the suit and stuff, but she barely gets a word out when suddenly, and for some reason, there's an insanely large knife already at the table, even though they've ordered no food. Oh my. Like an insanely like large knife. carving knife. Like, bigger than that. Okay. Huge. It was just on the table. On the table, and it's hovering knife. upright. Oh, boy. And in an instant, it slashes Emily's throat and gets stuffed in Cecilia's hand. And like gripped, her hand is gripped on it. Oh jeez. Um. Okay. Just murdered her sister. Yeah, murdered her well, real good. So it's mayhem, I assume. Mayhem. She's screaming. Like, there's no bones about it. She's holding it. Like she drops a knife, but everyone sees it because it's a loud and busy place. Do you think and, Kyle, the server, is happy? And trendy. <laughs> I I would be if I were him. Well, yeah. I mean, she was rude to him. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't even going to get it. Too, that was so. like karma played out real there are quick. Just desserts. That's what happens. You're rude to me, an invisible man will slash your throat. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, and so chaos, this is a this is a kill blow, I assume. Like, there's it's no question blow. about that. Oh, yeah, major kill, kill blow. <laughs> Cecilia's screaming. She's devastated. She's it's chaos. She's you know not in her right mind. She's arrested immediately. Visited by James, and she says, "You can't believe that I would do this to Emily." Adrian told me he could sense that I was formulating this plan to leave. I didn't say a word, but he was boring his eyes into me, and he just knew exactly what was on my mind. And he said, you'll never leave me, and if you do, I'll find you, and you'll never know I'm there. He's known that he could do this all this time. Won't you believe me? Like, I would never kill my sister, but he's not convinced. Yeah, because, put, I mean, look at it from him, his perspective. She's like, you know, going nuts and she he, she also punches kid in the face true that so she's yeah. put in a psych hold and like strapped down into the bed and this goes on for a few days while she's there and she starts talking to adrian who seems to be there and the only word that he says in the few days that elapsed is surprise he says he that says out, loud. It. out loud yeah it's the only time he said anything out loud but it's not a surprise anymore. He already said surprise via text message. Yeah, it wasn't a surprise then. He She's... needs to work on his bad guy lines. <laughs> yeah. He spent all this time on tech, and he yeah, he spent no time on his lines. No time. Is is she in a mental institution? It's like the psych ward of... A hospital? A hospital. I, yeah. Or the prison. Yep. Okay. And she's, like, strapped to her bed and stuff because she's it's a, a danger. It's a psych facility, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And so this is when I started really getting upset about the suit because I'm thinking, okay, he's there a lot of the time, which means he's also locked in the room with her, meaning he can't leave until someone comes in to retrieve her, right? Does this guy ever have to pee or eat Mm -hmm. or breathe? Mm -hmm. I was wondering that too. Yeah, these are the details. These are little details. I mean, also... I was consumed by it he from see, this point he on. He seems to have unfettered access even up until this point to, like, anywhere that she is, right? It's not like – it can't be that all that easy to exactly. continually get access to a policeman's home. Right. Like, get, in, get you know, into cars, everything. Like, I mean, it's possible, every, like, once or twice, but, like, you're going to end up, you know, breaking a window or making some noise or damaging a lock or something. Or, like, maybe you're going to, like, have a stomach grumble and make noise. Or fart, yeah, exactly. Sneeze. Yeah. I guess he could just fart and he could just be like, Elizabeth Moss did it. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, you smelt it, you dealt it. <laughs> but like, does he not need to eat or pee, truly? Because he probably um, has to de-suit to do both, at least partially. I'd like to think he built in a couple holes in the suit. But then he would see, really? But like, where is he doing it? Can you imagine to to, if he went to the toilet? Out? Imagine if he whipped it out and it would just be his <laughs> dick amazing. in the air. <laughs> just, just a dick. That Wait, would have been that amazing. Uh, That's not happen. No, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> Does anyone whip out their dick? No one whips out any dicks. Their own, others, nothing. Well, I was mm. lied to. <laughs> so at one point, she just agonizing over the situation she says why me adrian i'm just a girl you met one night at a bar like there's nothing special like you don't need to do this you can just walk away now and he goes you've taken everything from me 
Like, you've punished me. Just move on. Like, there's nothing left from me. There's nothing left for you to have from me. But then, she's getting worse and worse, and worse in her stupor because she's medicated and also fraught and it's a horrible situation. And she's told by the same doctor, or no, she's told by the psych people, we heard from your doctor from your fainting spell, didn't they tell you that you were pregnant? Damn. Yeah. So there is something left for him to get from her, and it's a baby. Yeah, and so based on the timeline, they're like, yeah, it's pretty new, you're only a month in. She's like, it's impossible, there's no way. I couldn't tell, and I might have been reading too far into it, but it seemed like oh, there's an implication of a violation. It seemed like they wouldn't have had sex in that time. Well, I thought you were going to say you accidentally said placebo because what he actually did was replace mm-hmm. her uh, birth control pills that he found that she was hiding from him oh, with placebos. Oh, I definitely did that. That comes up soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh. Spoiler. Spoiler for the spoiler. spoiler. Yep. Who's a dick Chris. now? Chris he sniffed that me. one out. Yeah. But in this case, it felt like maybe he had violated her to get her pregnant, but that could just be my read. But in any case, she's pregnant and had no idea and is very upset by it. Tom comes to visit her in the waiting room of the facility and he tells her that you've broken the morality clause so there's no more money coming in. Right. You've right. murdered your sister. He confesses it all. He's like, Adrian's alive. You got it. Like, you what? you called it. And, Wait, uh, yeah. Wait, he, know, he knew? Yeah, or he, he knows, knows now? I think he's always known. What? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's rude. He's rude, too. Yeah, everyone's so rude in this film. <laughs> uh, he's like, he planned it all. Of course he did. Of course he knew that you were taking birth control. Of course he changed it with placebo. And all you have to do now is come back, have the baby with him, and he'll make it all go away. I don't know how he's going to make a murder go away, but promises are made. Uh, okay, I didn't see it playing out this way. I was, uh, you know, I thought Tom was a decent guy, but he is not. No, nope, he is not. The goal now is, the ultimatum is have the baby and what? And what, go back to being a Yeah, rejoin a him, yeah. And he'll stop being invisible? He'll stop being invisible and stop being dead somehow? And stop being dead, right. And yeah. also clear that her seems like an administrative somehow. problem. I mean, stop being dead. I mean, I was wondering why his house was just still there with all his stuff in it, just there for her to access and find the suit. Like, if he's been dead, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't well, there, isn't there some processing that needs to happen moving towards get selling the house or whatever? Yeah, but I but guess not. Presumably, if Tom is that person and he's in the know, he, he could have delayed that. Right. He's like the executor and yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm going to get on it. Just... Yeah. And it's only been like maybe a month. All right. Okay, so, so all right. She adamantly refuses. She's like, "Yo, you murdered my sister. I will never go back to him." Yeah, fair. That's a fair counter. Yeah. Yes. And Tom says, "Well, just think about it for a couple of days. Give me your answer then, and we'll be watching you. So don't do anything. You know, don't do anything that would upset us." What's his stake in this? What What does he yeah, care? I don't get it. Why is uh, he so uh... none? No stake. Brotherly Maybe it's love. Something to do with the business, like, like he he doesn't want a scandal on his hands. None of that is revealed. They're rich and their business is like in danger if she comes out with it or something. He just seems to be like very happily colluding with his brother. I mean, that's nice that they have a good relationship <laughs> as brothers. It's nice, but that seems like it's going a little far. Like, yeah, it's mental. You have to agree with everything your brother does. Speaking of morality clauses. Sounds like yeah. they need uh, one or two of them for themselves. Nice. Yeah, no kidding. So she's able to hide a pen, and also there's, like, gum on the waiting room table. So she's able to hide a pen and, like, make it adhes- adhesive to the ceiling so it's unfound, you know, during her nightly checks. Uh-huh. That old, and, that old ruse. Yeah, and that night she goes in the shower clothes but in the shower and she yells you can't have me or this baby and then she takes the pen and slices into her wrist oh my and as planned as predicted by her a figure reaches out and stops her stops her from doing it again or slicing further slicing further yeah or slicing enough seems like he's very interested in this baby as much as he's interested in her yep and also 
there. I mean, what if that had been a time when he wasn't there? Right, I guess they like promised we'd be watching, be. but still. I yeah. So here's my theory. I think work. that there's two invisibility. Well, maybe there it was established already that there's two invisibility suits, and I think that the brother and him are taking shifts. I love that. Wow, that's a big read. I love that. Oh, she stabs invisible an men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually the title of the sequel, Invisible Man 2, Invisible Man. <laughs> Colin, obviously. Yeah. So she stabs Adrian a few times with the pen, and it shorts out the suit a little bit. Okay. Is the shower on? No. It, it was kind of, but like doesn't really have much to do with anything. She's maybe a little I bit I would wet. have sprayed them electronics. I would have. Oh, yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it's just from the pen. So now someone comes in to check on her, and so the door is open. They're both running through the facility, and so the suit is shorting out, like, very minimally. It's just, like, a flicker of something there every once in a while. Like Predator. So, yeah, so the staff, like, don't see it in time and don't believe her. And she's like, there's something behind you. So Adrian is just, like, going through the facility, killing and beating everyone. <laughs> oh, he's he's going for it. <laughs> yeah. He beats up everyone, and if he just shoots them willy-nilly, if he feels like it, like, he could not. He could leave them behind. He takes a gun off one of the security guards. Good God. So there's a gun floating around in the the air. Yes. That part kind of looked cool, but it was so unnecessary. He could have just left. It's not as good as the dick thing, but yeah, okay. (laughs) This guy loves to murder. Just loves to murder. going for it. So then he grabs her by the throat, so she's hovering in the air. And he's invisible. So that also looked kind of cool. Mm. And he's like, you brought this on yourself. Now I'm not just coming for you. You've got that teen's death on your hands. So, like, way to give it all away, Adrian. So Cecilia breaks off. More people are killed. Another guard is not killed, but wounded in the parking lot. And he's like, don't, don't do anything crazy, Cecilia. So at least there's someone alive that might bear witness to this. Wait, all so like to the gun that was just floating through the yeah. air, murdering people. Yeah, I was gonna say he's blown his cover hard now. Like it's <laughs> only the if people who a are witness, not though. successfully murdered. Oh, so he's literally successfully murdered everybody that they've encountered. So I guess the- that's why he's killing. So that's many. why he's killing people. Yeah, but this one lives. So anyhow, Cecilia gets into a car and drives off. And I don't know how she gets away from Adrian so well so often, what? but she does. Yeah. And so she calls James while in the car, because there's a car phone, and she's like, you need to get home right now, the kid's in danger, I know you don't trust me, but, like, better safe than sorry, your kid's in danger. So he takes it seriously and rushes home himself. Adrian beats Cecilia to it, gets there first, scares the kid, James arrives, he sees, like, the kid kind of being thrashed by an invisible presence, so, like, finally he believes it, but he gets almost beaten to death because it's hard to fight against an invisible man. And, like, the suit, by the way, is not shorting out at all anymore. Suit yeah. is uh, really in good shape. He's I, he's the leading optics expert. You yeah. Know, he was able to repair it. But you would think if Instantly. you have those cameras and displays all over your hand and you're using your hands to beat the living crap out of everyone, that they might be damaged. You would think. I did think. But then again, optics. So Optics. Yeah, he's the leading optics expert. <laughs> also, he's figuring. the leading. He's like a like an MMA fighter. Obviously, does he, he see, does he seem particularly in good shape when well, he before ran. he goes invisible? He ran and punched the car window. Yeah, well, he seemed right. like the Terminator in that first scene. Yeah, and that was with just that wasn't with any sort of perhaps enhanced abilities that the suit might bring. <laughs> that was just all man. That's all man. All right, that so... was just the man. Hmm. All right. Well. So James I mean, he's is really going for it now. He's kind of like kicking at the air, trying to get a feel for like where the corporeal, you know, where to strike. But he's not getting a good foothold on it. Finally, Cecilia shows up and she screams at the kid to duck and she shoots into thin air, striking the Invisible Man, which becomes somewhat seen because you can see the wound and it shorts out mm-hmm. a little bit more. He falls. She goes over and Chris, I'm very impressed. She takes down the mask and it's Tom. And I was floored. Oh, oh. I was oh floored. Oh my god! See, sometimes I had no idea. sometimes uh, sometimes I say things <laughs> that turn out to be useful. That's one of the all-time great calls on this on this program. So Tom Dumbashot and Tom is 
Tom's Alive dead. Or dead. Tom's dead. dead. He's real dead. And then the real Adrian is found bound up in his basement, ostensibly what? kidnapped by Tom. So somehow he staged his own death and then got kidnapped by Tom, but Cecilia doesn't buy it. And I didn't buy it either because it made no sense. He was bound up in whose basement? His, his own, own basement. His, his own beachfront house? Yeah, and he's like, save me, help. And he's like all bloodied up, roped up in like a like in his, bunker. In his tech clear? Like in his tech clear? No, like a, but like a crappier bunker, like a storage facility. Kidnap bunker. Yeah. Found by whom? Uh, well, she, there's yeah. a raid on the house after all this to find the tech, and he's found. Oh, he's found, and he's bound up, and he's bloodied, it. and he says, "My brother abducted me, and yeah, I, I didn't have anything to do with any of this." Yeah, except maybe and, the part where I faked my death, but then everything else was Tom. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then, invisibility—that was Tom, not me. Yeah. <laughs> He was the second leading optics expert. expert. Of course he did it. So did Cecilia, it. don't buy it. And James is like, well, what about Tom's dead body in my living room? Do you buy that? And she's like, yeah, Tom did that part. Obviously, that's clear as day. Body is a body. But he only did that last part. Adrian did everything else. Okay. And so Are people Adrian going back is... to not believing Elizabeth Moss? They just believe that it was all Tom. Like Adrian is clear and he goes back to his life. What? Oh, okay. An invisible man <laughs> fake death scheme has been unveiled, which was what Elizabeth Moss was saying the whole time. And now she's suggesting that two brothers are in on it and they're like, no. Sorry, yep. Elizabeth. You're, you're right. About, you can't be right twice. There's no way. Yep. We, we admit that we should have believed you on your first thing, but this. Fool me once. Shame on yeah, me. Yeah, but like, there's full closure on this case. Invisible man, I can buy it. Two brothers working together? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what happens. This is why James has not made detective yet. Yeah, James, <laughs> James needs to be demoted. James needs to just do, like, um, construction jobs. Or, yeah, like, the just, meter, yeah. parking meter. And where is what's she doing now? Where is she? So she now, with James still? She's with James still, and she's like, uh, I'm going to go see Adrian. And James is very uneasy, but she's like, uh, I just need to go talk to him so you can come with me if you want. So she goes to see Adrian all dressed up to the nines, like looking her best. And James is listening in his car, wired out front. She's wired. He's listening out front. And so right. to Adrian, she's, under, she's presenting herself under the guise of forgiveness and that she might be willing to take him back. Because it Is she was doing Tom the whole like all. right? She's like, "Oh, I thought it was you, but it was Tom. I'm sorry." Yeah. Well, but sort of. But then, so Adrian says, "I apologize. I know I didn't treat you well, you know, because I beat you." And yeah, that uh, was bad. But, but yeah. and I know I need to do better with that. But I love you. I think we can make a go of it. You, me, and the baby, and we both suffered at Tom's hand. And he shyly prepares an elaborate dinner for her. So they sit down to it, and she says, "Look, I'll consider coming back to you." But I can't feel like I'm crazy. So I just need you to admit it. Because I need you to say it out loud. Uh-huh. But he, he doesn't. And then everything will be fine. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm back. We're good. I, don't fall for that one, Adrian. <laughs> have, you, have, you, that one. have you seen a movie, Adrian? <laughs> Has anybody in this movie seen a movie? Adrian, I'm telling you, she, I know she says she's going to be fine with, with you if you just admit it, but she, she won't be. She'll be like, yeah, because you've be really seen a mad. movie. Well, and also just, ah, that'd be a tough thing to forget. He's a very smart man at science. She's like, wouldn't your first thought be you're wearing a wire? Maybe he's never seen a movie before this because is, he's yeah. so busy on optics his whole life. Mm, that's he true. He doesn't have time to socialize or deal with fun and games of pop culture. Not if you made on a mission. All right, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he now admits it. Well, he doesn't even quite. He dances around. He's like, you're you're not crazy, but you're misguided. It was Tom. But somehow, some, at some point, and not on purpose, he says the word surprise. And uh, it's like in the same, you know. Tone. Same tone. It's him. That cements her belief. Because even she was skeptical of herself, to be 100% right. But that convinces her all the way. She excuses herself to the restroom, and then we can see that where Adrian is sitting at the dining room table is perfectly captured on security cameras, and 
we watch through that as he picks up his own enormous dinner knife and slash his own throat. What? So then... Why does he do that? Well, she rushes out from the bathroom, finds him, and frantically calls 911. And then she moves herself behind a pillar that she knows is out of the range of the security camera and then smilingly watches as he bleeds out. And then she says to him, surprise... So, if you recall, she had hurled the second suit. She had the second suit, and she made him slice his throat? Correct. An accomplice did. No, she did. She had stashed it. So, she went to the bathroom, threw it on. Put on the suit. Slashed him, threw it off, came back from the bathroom in her full form. Oh, that's so great. That's that's pretty good, I have to say. That's Peggy Olsen, gangster. (laughs) Gangster. She's such a good lawyer. And then she leaves, and James confronts her and says, you didn't really come here for a confession. That was all just a clever ruse to me. And she says, no, of course I did. I I came, and I confronted him, and then he killed himself, and I'm flustered. But then he looks into her (laughs) wide-open duffel bag, and the suit is there. And they just, like, knowingly look at each other. She's like, what do you think happened here? And he says, I guess it looks like a suicide. And she zips up the bag, and, like, that's it. He... He doesn't rat. There were a lot of twists and turns in this movie, but one thing remained consistent. Aldous Hodge is the worst cop ever. 